guys, and welcome back to the fifth episode of Three Um, a sh show about games, butts, and bumblebees. I'm Chris. We've also got Chad. Bumblebees. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's just how we're <laughs> like, I, I mean, I'm all for alliteration. Bumblebees and butts. Yeah. Um, I guess we have a title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, what's been going on, guys? Like, I, I've been, um, kind of outside of the gaming world for, like, the last week or so, uh, preparing for the Mega Battle here in Japan. So, like, what have you guys been up to? Um, we've been playing a lot of the same stuff, but, I mean, I was on vacation for Memorial Day, so... Whereas I deep-dived into the glitchy mess that became Elite Dangerous 2.1! <laughs> New and improved! For and 1.6, right? Yes. Or 1.6 uh, is the not 1.6 is base game, and 2.1 okay. is the expansion. It's still the same thing. Uh, they shit the bed, but I mean, like it was, it was a warm bed. Like there were there were things to like about the bed still, but you just had to watch where you lay. Okay, so they rushed a patch. Uh, they had to delay it because they had some spaghetti code issues. Uh, <laughs> everyone runs into that at some point with yeah. the game. Uh, Kickstarter games seem to be more prone to that because they rush things into uh, development cycle and so they can show people, like, hey, here's a ship fighting. And then they just stick with it because they rushed it to show backers. Uh, what happened with this was they missed a lot of ones and a couple of zeros, and... <sighs> What they added yeah. was engineered weapons and engineered uh, ships, and that adds a lot of customization and a lot of grind. But like, it's a, a new it's a new end game goal. Like the mm -hmm. like you can now have like your cannons and your ship overload their heat in their ship and just shut them down, even though you're hitting their shields and you're a physical weapon and you should just normally be hitting the hole. There's a special effect on your weapon, things like that. The problem was somehow. All the AI ships ended up with them, even though it takes hours to grind for just the simplest of upgrades to your ship. Every AI NPC ship from the lowliest, like what? What's the lowest rank? Like mostly helpless or something? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like it's mostly helpless, like yeah, ca casually there. Yeah, like, like mindfully not present. Are like turning on a dime now to upgrade it, like level three, level four thrusters, just like yep. creaming your ship. On top of the fact that random modifiers snuck in, and some of the smallest, lightest ships in the game had Gatling gun railguns. A railgun is supposed to take ten seconds to charge. They were firing it at about ten rounds a second. Oh no. Yeah. And and one of the other things too is with the grind, they didn't really test the grind because for one you got to get rep with the engineers. So, or, so you have to do something uh some I guess precursor to actually unlock the NPC and Which then the you entire, have to get... the entire thing requires a Wikipedia. I would just like to say fuck game design that intends for you to look up something on a Wikipedia 
before you even go to the thing that you would normally look up at. Like, you have to look up on a Wikipedia the item you need before you fly to the engineer, because it takes about an hour to get there. And then you find yep. out you need an, an item two hours away from the engineer that you could have gotten beforehand, and it's stupid. Yeah, and that happened to you, Chad. Yes. <laughs> I don't know, but... like, I've never really understood the whole, like, um, just basically use a Wikipedia because we haven't put in an in-game you know, help box or something, because uh, I'm all for, like, figuring out how a game works. Like, I think that's fine. I think, like, Minecraft is the closest I've come to that, where it's just, like, it literally just dropped you in a world, and it's pretty basic to figure out just putting, like, two and two together. Um, but eventually, when you start, like, really digging in, there's no explanation as to, like, why this is going to be you know, there, or how to right. get, like, a specific item. Well, and if you want the really, really advanced recipes and buildings, right. you're not going to really think of that. Right. So, and, like, that could be simply done by just, like, putting in books in the game, like, where you, like, craft a book, and then, like, that book tells you, like, hey, by the way, like, you know, if you use this, this, and this, you're going to get a, like, this. So, I, but, like, I mean... Well, they give you, like, you have a view engineers thing, and it tells you, hey, to get invited to this engineer, you need to do this thing. And then once you're invited, it doesn't tell you that to even talk to that engineer, the second you get there, they're going to be like, I want a Soontail Relic. That's all the way on the other end of the galaxy. They could have just told you yeah. that to begin with. Like, this engineer clicks this thing, go grab this first, that thing is here. Yeah. It's just an extra layer of bullshit. Well... The one thing that they could have done, in my opinion, is so after you unlock something like say, um, what the one that I just unlocked uh, that Chad and I were uh, going to go for first, um, she has a lot of good upgrades and um, she actually kind of works with someone else in the exploring and she actually unlocks access to another engineer. So yeah, that's great. And as Chad said, she she wants she needs Soontil relics. So when you unlock her by traveling 300 light years away from your start point, you get a message saying, "Hey, you know, I'm an engineer. I marked my location on your map, and then that's it. Like, come see me." They could say, "Bring some of these Soontil relics with you," but then yeah. also it, that means that you have to, you know, go to the elite trade database to find out which system sells the rares yeah like uh it kind of sounds like the beast uh beast tribe questing in uh final fantasy 14 but it's like that game yeah is it more really is mmo where it's just like it's pretty simple to get to those people and then like when you get to them they're like hey this is what i needed to do but it's all in like the vicin uh vicinity of our Imagine Triad. the Beast Tribe quests without any of the crystal teleporting at all in that game. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, take out the teleporting, and that's what Elite Dangerous is having you do. do you, hang on, so, do you still have like couriers to like take you there? No, 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 no. Okay, so here's the thing. Because <laughs> I'd be like, well, that's not bad. You just pay somebody <laughs> to drive me there. <laughs> 
Here, here's the inherent problem in Elite Dangerous. They want to add in a taxi service for your ships. Right now, you can have multiple ships, but you have to store them in a system. And to grab that ship, you have to go back to that system. And it can take so long based on the number of jumps that your sh current ship can take. I am trying to outfit a combat ship. My combat ship can jump 12 light years and uses a lot of fuel doing that. Corey's ship, which he's doing these quests in, can jump 30 plus light years. Yep. So, and hmm. takes a lot less fuel doing that, so he has to refuel less, so he jumps well, faster and faster and faster than I do. So something that takes me 82 jumps takes him 10. Well, and because I just have an explorer with a decent cargo hold for just hauling rares, which are, you know, just high value items, you take them away from their point, uh, their starting point. The further you get, they sell. Uh, they sell more, and it's you're meant to just buy a couple and trade them, not you know fill up a huge trading ship. So yeah. I've got compartments to spare. So like I've got a fuel scoop. So all I have to do is just AFK at a star while I refill my pop or something, and then I'm full on fuel, and I just keep continuing on my journey. Mm. And yeah, it's. Like I mean, it, it's been pretty easy for me to get places, but yeah, the place we went, I went last night, which I think you went there, Chad Maya. Yeah. That was... Way the even, fuck away. It, yeah, even in, say, yeah, like my ship, which is unburned, I think I get like 33 light years jumping, um, which is really nice. It, it took me a long time to get there, but... I was happy when I got there because there's a black hole for me to explore. So I got to see a black hole in-game, which was awesome. Can you, like, just drive into the black hole? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, so it functions like a star. It's kind of... There's, like, some cool space effects, like warping of your mm -hmm. view and, like, warping of the stars and the light. So it's kind of cool, but as you get close to it, your ship just heats up. As dies. you, what if you fly close to a star? Mm. Like it's, it's nothing special, but it's just cool. Um, now I I got a question. Um, <coughs> if your ship blows up, is it like done? Like, do you get it respawned, or is it just done? Um, for if you pay the price of insurance, which it which is five percent, right, Chad, of your total ship cost? Yes. And that gets you your old loadout completely back. No okay. cargo. You know, you lose anything in your cargo hold. But now, at least... does that mean like you had to already have the insurance, or you can just be like, "Oh fuck, I blew up!" Like I'll you just have go to have it. the money in your bank. Otherwise, there's a loan program that upgrades based on your total rank in all professions okay. but the amount of that you can loan out does not scale with the cost of the ships you're getting so you always fly with at least two rebuys in because you want to have one rebuy where you're playing normally and another rebuy where you're, where you're like okay i need to make money or i'm fucked mm. okay i think um, i understand it a little bit more yeah and it's just you insurance is always there and yeah. worst case, if you can't afford your ship, you have to s go back where you started the game with the starter ship. Yep. You can always get the loner starter ship. But, but, that, so, but you've invested all your money 
in the ship you just lost. You have all your reputations, so you can gain money faster. Yeah. yeah. But you've lost but, your ship. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, even if you could either take out a loan or you had, you know, say you only had one rebuy left and then you were really hurting for money, mm-hmm. you could strip your ship down, get a cheaper ship loaded out. That's fine. Because, you know, you can make some money from your, uh, from everything you've outfitted. Right. Right. Hmm. And I will say, their customer service is fast and responsive. I had two screw-ups. Yeah, you were saying Uh, that, like, back a while ago. I was really impressed. (laughs) uh, So, during this patch, I exited light speed and I went into a planet like into the wireframe of the planet so I was inside the core and I tried flying to the surface and the second I, I mean <laughs> I slowed I'm down, assuming was it like, wasn't a gas planet <laughs> no uh, I knew I was fucked but I was like okay maybe if I just slightly bump the surface I'll like clip back okay it. yeah 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 so I slowed down like I'm, I'm used to glitching you're games, like so speed running elite dangerous like trying to find all like the bugs to like bounty through it <laughs> I slowed down and I was like, okay, okay, maybe if I slightly clip this like in a roll, and I second I touch the planet surface, I just explode. <laughs> so I file a ticket and I said what my rebuy cost was. And the next morning when I woke up, they had credited the money back. Hmm. And people have been saying if you run into any of the glitch ships, like the ones with the Gatling gun lasers, just message them. If you didn't have enough money for a rebuy, they'll give you the money back that you lost in your ship. Like, they're very friendly and actually very trusting to the point that, I'm going to be honest, I'm a gamer and I game the system. I've been tempted to just be like, yeah, I lost a ship. Give me 200 million credits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I lost I, a fully kitted th- anaconda. Yeah, like, I lost a cutter. I don't know if you guys actually check my account, so just give me X amount of money. And I feel like they've been so logged with complaints from this patch that they probably would. Gosh. Well, and one big thing is they release this enormous patch, and then everybody leaves for the weekend. Yeah. And, Chad, you wanted to talk about the uh, numbers. They're not good. Okay, so... I mean, it's still on... an early access game, though, now, isn't it? No, 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 no. no it's... it's released. Oh, it's it been is? Released for a... oh, well, that's... It's been released for a year and a half. Ooh. Yeah, actually, yeah, when I bought it, it... Yeah, I bought it, what, last spring, and yeah, it was definitely not early access then. Um, okay, so rough numbers over this weekend peaked out at about almost 7,000 players. Which is up about 12% from the previous month. But this is a major patch. This is probably the biggest patch the game's ever had. Yeah, this is an expansion, like, worth... Like, previous player numbers over October to December, which was the last time it was on sale slash, you know, its last big patch cycle, right? were 18,000. It's not bringing the player numbers back, like, and... If you look at the forums, like people are like, yeah, I came back for a second and then I checked the forums and then I'm afraid to leave the dock. Like, if you participate in power play, there are death squads waiting to kill you. Like, basically, you can participate in the politics of the game and you can pledge to one of, I think it's eight. Yeah. Yes. I, I'm not sure. There's a certain number of powers and you can pledge to them and basically you fight for them, but other people's agents, like, try to gank you. They're NPCs, but like it, 
it's thematic. I get it. Um, in this patch, they were fully kitted out with mods, and we're not talking about okay, some mods. We're talking about like three things pull you out of hyperspace and just face fuck you. <clears throat> like you were dead. You were dead before you can charge your like if you ran the second they interdicted you, you were dead before you half charged your light speed drive. Jeez. Like that's it's kind of unfortunate because I think that game like I hope it hasn't already run its course because it is something that I'd eventually like to try out. But well, they fixed it. Um, most yeah. of the things are fixed as of yesterday. Everything else is going to be fixed as of tomorrow. Uh, the problem is, is this was a three-day holiday. This was a big weekend for people to come back. They rushed it to get the patch out by that weekend to get people back in the game, and it hurt them because someone missed a zero. In which, when you think about that, they probably could have just postponed a month because, like, what, you guys have the 4th of July coming, yeah? And that's going to yeah, be another three-day weekend for you guys because it's on a Monday. Yeah. Yep. Like, they they really could have pushed it back. Um, people were already pissed because they delayed this. They could have delayed this more. And I would like to say... This is the problem with games, and I would call out any game that doesn't actually have an open beta. They don't get enough data. They have a opt-in pay beta program. You have to either back them in Kickstarter or pay, I think it's $5, to right. purchase your way into the beta. And all you get are the hardcore players when you do that. Right. Only the people that have already gotten everything they need in the game and they're waiting for the new content and they can't wait to see it actually play that. So your your feedback isn't right. I don't know if like betas are the right thing to do anymore. I think that they are um, more or less just doing like releases early and just calling it a beta and just like sprinkling that magic dust on it. Maybe scaling back some of the like you know stages or what have you um, of the game. But uh, for the most part, what I've seen lately um, is beta testing and stress testing for like the period of time most games do is not you know conducive to the the final game uh, no. a lot of times what we're seeing now are beta events go out for a weekend if that and it's most of it's now like a 36 hours thing where it's like it'll start like noon on a friday and end at like midnight saturday and, well, and most in of that those time, shooters, though. yeah, uh, and granted, that's most, an advertisement. Yeah, most watch was an advertisement. Let's be honest. Yeah, they wanted to get yeah. the highest numbers of a beta. Only watch. Just... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, like the thing is, is um, no, granted, I will say that like their beta, it worked because the game stayed online when it launched you know it didn't yeah. have those problems because they knew what they were getting into now i'm talking about the like um i don't know because i haven't really like participated in something like that uh recently but like just any game that does that like weekend thing and it's just like what are you testing like are you really trying to stress test your game with like the twenty thousand people that may have gotten into this because yeah, you can do a scaled survey based on that, but at the end of well, the day, when your game launches, 
you know, hopefully a lot more people are going to be buying that and it's just going to crash everything again. You're going to look at this, the beta and be like, well, why didn't, we didn't know. And it's just like, no, like you, you did, like you just didn't test it. You didn't, you, you put out an advertisement and said it was a beta. Like if you want to put out a demo, that's fine. Put out a demo. Demos are fun and cool. And I don't see what the big problem with is with them nowadays. Like, I think we need to get back to that where it's just like if you want a snippet of gameplay here it is like test it on your own like because we're not really testing this we're we're trying to get a good idea i guess but they're they're testing the net code and i can understand that but yeah it is yeah i i but like this is more of an mmo and i look at it in mmo standards um blizzard has a large enough fan base for each expansion and patch that they have enough people on the beta servers that make their living basically informing people about things that it's going to be tested enough blizzard is popular enough i think blizzard's like i don't i don't know if i'd consider them into that like category no, I'm, I'm just about, saying, but... like, other MMOs and other online games that actually need balance testing, uh, I will say Neverwinter or Star Trek Online, they are openly accessible. You can just download the beta client for the next patch and play it. And you can clone your current account with your current amount of money and just play on it. And then you can give them feedback. And it's not opt-in. Or it is opt-in, but it's not buy-in. Like, yeah. you don't have to pay money. And that's what you need. You need everyone who yes. can possibly yes. contribute yeah. in there. I don't agree with these. And, like, I don't know if that's what the problem with Final Fantasy XIV is, but I don't know if they even do close betas for their expansions. Um, and I've noticed some balance issues So they in that game. They do have a test realm, as far as I know, but it's a, like, I think it's a Japanese thing. Where like okay, the ja- I sense. think the Japanese can like opt into it or something, but like I'm I'm pr- like fairly certain they have a test realm. But it would blow my mind if you could ever produce an MMO in this day and age without it. Yeah, like you just need the like the specs and the diversity. Yeah. But like I I noticed the larger an MMO opens its borders up for balance testing, the more like the casual player will be like. Oh God, no! Don't do this. And that is a major problem. Elite Dangerous had because all the hardcore players on the forums are saying, "Get good." Right. And all the which is such players, a shitty like. I'm. I think I'm like tired. Are just of that. like, oh fuck me! Like this is this is raping my face. Like I understand if like an elite thing is like a boss and like I'm not supposed to be able to beat this, but like as just a person who just started who felt like he was getting really good at the game, I went right back to feeling like I just started the game. Yeah, like. Um, um, that that just reminded me when uh, you said about Final Fantasy fourteen. Did you see the new like thing they're adding in? Like it's like a like an endless dungeon kind of thing. No. Yeah, it's like nice. a they're adding in like dungeoneering to the game where like you enter like a roguelite basically, and it's like you dig you know you kind of keep going to see as far as you can get. As like as far as I know, it's completely like there's no end to it. It's just an endless dungeon, and like the deeper you get, the better reward you get. But of course, it's gonna get harder and harder and harder. And like, it looks really cool. Um, like I'll send you guys like the the screenshot that they put out. I don't think it's yeah, it's not gonna be ready for um, 
3.3, which launches on Monday, but it will be ready for 3.35, which is most likely in like a month and a half, two months, because yeah. they've been on a three-month to four-month patch cycle. They're actually, um, I will say, because remember, like, I, I was upset with them when they had their uh, delay um, and month off, and which pushed the whole content for Heaven's Ward back. Yeah. Um, they're actually back on schedule and now two months ahead of what they previously were because they realized they fucked up. So, like, kudos to them for, like, you know, getting back up and, like, being like, oh, fuck, we screwed up, and then, like, kind of trying to work it together. But, um, yeah, I, I haven't yeah. been playing, That's... but I keep up with it, and their amount of content they're adding is spectacular compared to the competition. Yeah. I like I will say like I'm a little disappointed cuz it's not like as much content as the the 2.0 series was but it's just one dungeon less now but the thing yeah. the thing is is that they're they basically pulled that team that would make the third dungeon and said make us something completely new and I think I'm starting to appreciate that more like I'm okay with like the two dungeon series every major patch but these like new experiences for uh how they're going to do pvp from now going on and then um like the aquapolis that's about to go in which is like a, a random dungeon boss fight thing where you know you have like uh, it's basically like the um like an arena in Hearthstone, like you just have to get lucky to go on to the next round or something yeah uh and then now they're adding in this like you know endless dungeon thing like that's something yeah. really cool that i don't think many other mmos offer right now and like i think I'm that's so great excited. for a group of friends to just like you know start drinking one night and just do it oh my like, god that would be really yes. cool like, that just sounds like the perfect thing for just friends to be like all right we're gonna do this we're geared yeah let's just let's go i think it'd be really neat if they added in like a new um like maybe this dungeon the palace of the dead is like the first uh, it's called a deep dungeon that they do and maybe we get another one in the future like 4.0 say uh when the new expansion comes and maybe like one of the uh new disciples of hand or land is like a dungeoneering class that can help you like guide through that dungeon or something like that or help you know, give benefits to being in there. Because um, I think that'd be really neat. But, I don't know, like, I think it's it's a, a neat concept. I'm, I'm so excited to just see what happens with it, because uh, this could really be something cool and, you know, worth uh, checking out. Unfortunately, it'll be, like, you know, a level 60 content thing that, like, people that see this and haven't played the game are going to be like, well, there's a huge grind before I can get there, but, you know. I would definitely say they should do a level boost. Like, of all the things that World of Warcraft has done, I don't think level boosts are a bad thing. I I could see why they're never going to, because that's been, like, a big thing is, um... Because they've had questions about that, where they're like, are you ever going to implement like a level boosting system and they're like no we we understand that it works for other games but our game is primarily about the storyline and 
the way they we want to build the game is... think it's primarily about the storyline, but so did Blizzard. Yeah, but, like, like you I know can still play through uh, A Realm Reborn and hit level 50 when the end of the storyline happens. Yeah. And I think that's their goal, is, like, they'll scale content to make it um, faster for you to get through just if you just hit the main story quest, and then you'll just pop to 50, you know, in a... A week or so like you'll have to yeah. give a little bit of time to it but then like i think heaven's word will end up being that eventually and and so on and so forth i think they need to whittle down that content like 2.1 to 2.55 um oh. that's a big grind right there and i think there's probably a better way i would never way. recommend that game until they get rid of that like um, i just can't they, they did say that they understood that that was a huge issue for returning players and when they do uh, expansion for like the new expansion uh they're going to fix that i think they said that they're just going to do like a video cut scene to show you yeah. like yes you can go back and do those quests but they will become optional story quests at the time and you can continue on the story and just like kind of catch up because everybody and knew if, what happened uh, if anyone doesn't story. know what we're talking about so let's say you played through the game whenever final fantasy 14 a realm reborn came out and you hit level cap and you quit. And you come back whenever Heaven's Word hits. You missed all the patch cycles, like I did and my wife did. And you have to play through what I would honestly say is probably only eight hours of questing, which is significant. Yeah. But it felt like 16 hours of questing. Like, it felt eternal. It was fetch quests. It was go to this area, to this area, to this area. And then you did, like, a little fate thing. Yeah. And you did, like, a little dungeon. And it had you run back and forth endlessly to areas that didn't have things you could instantly teleport to. So it required a lot of riding and running when you weren't overly familiar with the game anyway. So it wasn't having... Like, and the grind of it didn't feel right. You weren't going in and fighting easy creatures when you get back into a game you need easy creatures to learn your rotation right the first thing you fight when you get back into that game from 2.0 to 2.1 is a boss that you have to know your role in because you're fighting with other members and if you're a tank and that's the only thing you have leveled <laughs> you have to remember how to tank yeah in that game that you haven't played for a year yeah it's it's kind of um unforgiving i would say yeah, it was because like I I, I took awakening. like a good two month break recently, um, just because like I needed to check out some other games and I was okay like at that point, um, and like I got back in, and like my black mage rotation just wasn't I wasn't as fast <laughs> as with it. Granted, I'm on a new mouse now, so like I, I want to attribute some of that to that. Uh, just like my yeah hands just not there yet but uh i i'm pretty much a main like white mage now because in that time it was easier for me to catch back up with healing and now my black mage and white mage are the same like item level and everything so i don't know i i still think like i i i would say that having done the heaven's word add-on stuff so far uh it is considerably uh, smaller in scale compared to like 2.1 and 2.2. I don't know like how 3.3 is yet because it's not out yet. But I would say that they would be quicker to get through as of now than you know 2.0 to 2.2. But well, 
just being able to fly alone is going to speed that the fuck up. Oh yeah, like flying makes everything so much better. It's unfortunate that like so much of A Realm Reborn is still based in the old world that was based on the old old world of yeah. uh, pre uh, uh, what's his name Bahamut or whatever. Yeah. Uh, whoever. I'm like uh, really spacing right now. I, I haven't. I just woke up, so forgive me. Uh, but um, yeah. So it's like they can't. There's, yeah, there's uh restrictions that like they'll probably they'll be able to do flying one day. I think because they're gonna do like a massive upgrade, like maybe in two years. Where they, they gotta get rid of the PlayStation the Three. Yeah. In two in two years, they're probably just gonna say sorry. Which, speaking of getting rid of the PS3, it sounds like they're about to get rid of the PS4. Like, have you heard about this? What? So, uh, uh, like, uh, GameStop execs are expecting that we're just about to start Generation 9. Like, I think it's Generation 9, because I think we're Generation 8 consoles right now. Yeah, like, uh, we're moving on. Like, it's PS5 time. That doesn't track what? with anything. Yeah. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no. Games, GameStop <laughs> like, and if Sony uh, does Rockstar. that, and if Xbox does that, like, I don't think there's any way people aren't just pissed. Yeah, like, because yeah. I was sitting there thinking about it the other day where I was just like, oh, well, how far have we gotten in this generation? And looking at, like, comparatively, like, uh, you know, series to now, where it's like the Xbox 360, we had three full Gears of War games. Uh, and then, like, we got, you know, like, two and a half Halo games. Well, no, we had, like, you know, we had three and a half because, uh, Reach, which is the best Halo. Yeah. Um, yep. Nathan uh, Fillion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god, I love Reach so much, and I wish... I, Microsoft, if you're listening, please, Halo Reach on PC. I, that's all I want. I just want to play that game forever. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we got that, and now I'm looking at the PS4... And Xbox One, Xbox One hasn't given us anything yet other than Halo no. Five, uh, which should have been on PC. And uh, PS4, we got Bloodborne and Uncharted, and we're already thinking about it. Like Rockstar is already kind of like, yeah, we're just building for next generation now. So I don't buy it. Yeah, yeah. I I would I be shocked. Honestly, if they go through with it, I don't think it's going to sell that well because, as you said, people are just going to be pissed. Yeah, I mean, these consoles are, like, pretty relatively new. And yeah. They're still fairly expensive to I don't, have on I don't market. see it happening just because PC games in themselves... My computer is less powerful than a PlayStation 4, and I can still play the majority of PC games that come out. Mm-hmm. Most PS4 games are playable on PS... PC PlayStation Five, the technology just isn't there yet, and the dev costs just aren't aren't there yet, right? To bridge that gap, like PC gaming hasn't even reached the new pinnacle for consoles to live up to. I don't see it happening. Yeah, yeah I, I don't. I just see the, the whole talk because um, here in about you know a week and a half, we're gonna have E3, and. Sounds pretty definitive that Xbox and Sony are going to announce their uh, mid-cycle upgrades. Xbox 1.5. Yeah. I think I heard well, that it's like Pro- Project Scorpio or something like that right now or something <laughs> stupid. Like, 
Dude, that's an awesome. Oh my god! Like, did anyone watch the Simpsons episode where Homer's working for Scor Scorpio? No. no. Oh, it is a James Bond ripoff, and it's amazing. Uh, but <laughs> I, I'm really bad at watching like any kind of TV. Um, Unless it's Game of Thrones, same here. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Even, I I watched Dragon Ball Super. I fucking it, Trunk Saga starts in like a like two weeks, and I'll, I that's all I care about. Uh, but um. No, yeah, it it's kind of interesting to see where this E3 is going to lead us because um, I really don't think it's going to be like a, you know, spectacular E3 this year. And um, but I do think Nintendo is kind of like trying to lead everybody right now, um, especially how they're releasing like their Pokemon info because it sounds like they just don't want people to leak things, and they're giving you this little like hey in two weeks more pokemon info so don't go seek it out like we're going <laughs> to give you something and what? then no one does because we haven't had leaks on the last two pokemon announcements which is astounding like koro koro be damned you know um and which they're even like i, I buy koro koro monthly uh, and they're just fucking trolling people because they're like, hey, next month we're going to have some Pokemon info. And then they don't. Like, they just have a little QR code for you to go watch the new trailer. So <laughs> I think they caught on, and Pokemon is just like, no, we ain't giving shit to you, Koro Koro. So, like, so I think... It's the Japanese Kotaku. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, um, <laughs> that's the thing, is I think Nintendo is being like, hey, E3, we're not really going to have a presence, you know, we'll just bring some Zelda, and that's it. And then, like, the maps are going out now to show you, like, this is where your booth is, uh, please prepare for it. And there's a huge Nintendo presence at E3, and it can't just be Zelda. And then, of course, well, the... That's what, I mean, that that's what everyone was wondering about, because right. Zelda had, or Nintendo had pre-purchased this gigantic space space yeah, and like, then like bigger than normal yeah and then they're like oh it's only zelda in which was like what right everybody was kind of just like are you sure? no nx no nothing because they i think they said even last year's show they're like we are working on a new console you'll see it next year and i would be shocked if it doesn't show up this time because now we had the Pokemon trailer last night, or this morning for you guys, and all of a sudden this press, you know, information comes out that says, "Hey, by the way, we're gonna have Pokemon at E3, and we're also gonna have Sharp Fe, and uh, there will be a couple of games there now." And it's like, "All right, now what do you mean?" And they're like, "Oh, also we're gonna do a Treehouse thing about Pokemon Go and Pokemon Sun and Moon and and Tokyo Mirage Sessions Fe, like." You know, all of a sudden now we're starting to get a little bit more information about oh Nintendo's actually bringing games to E3, and now I'm just waiting for the oh by the way when they do this Zelda, you know that could actually be just their conferences just to talk about Zelda, and I think that's fine for a, you know a 30 minute direct, which is what they'll probably do. But I there's no way in hell they're not talking about the NX there. Like, we're going to get an X info. Like, I'd be willing to bet money on it. They need to do it. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, even if it's just showing Zelda, they're like, by the way, we haven't been playing this demo on the Wii U. 
this is the nx and then you're just like fuck but yeah. like yeah i mean but that means showing the controller and mm -hmm. i don't know if they're gonna have the control like i they have to have everything production ready by now yeah like, you that's cannot have like this thing is sent to factories this thing is sent to dev developers like they have it solidified by now because no. nothing's going to meet your mark meet a march deadline that's that's you the cannot thing. do this in nine months a lot of things are coming out now and I, it sounds more troubled than it is uh are it sounds more troubled and it may be i should say um but i don't think we're going to get the nx next spring anymore i think it's going to be a christmas thing again uh, because there has been information coming out now that says developers are asking Nintendo for specs. They're not giving them. And they're asking for prototype models. They're not giving them. So Nintendo is keeping this system so under wraps that no one has it but Nintendo. And they were expected to go into manufacturing to have 20 million to ship in March of next year. That is no longer happening and will actually start production next year. So I think this console is going to be further off than it is. And the reason they're saying, uh, like internally, like the reasons coming out to developers saying like why this is happening, they said, we're shifting our model a little bit to include the possibility of VR because of how like important it is Bullshit. to... Nintendo's industry. answer is fuck you third parties that's why. Yeah, I like I would love I I think it would be a misstep to not have some kind of uh VR connectivity whether it and I see them going to Sony and saying let's do a licensing deal where the VR Sony VR works for Nintendo. They've had partnerships in the past. I don't see why they couldn't do it today. But I don't I don't think Nintendo can make their own headset. And a new console with this new controller that supposedly is going to be able to go around with you as a handheld and do all this package and send it out at once, they're going to have to start asking other people to do some third party for them. And I think that asking, you know, either Sony or Oculus or somebody to be their headset is probably a much needed, uh, you know, thing. And Will it happen? I, I don't know, but I don't think it can run. Yeah, like, I I just don't the see the PlayStation Four can't run. The PlayStation Four Point Five can't run the Oculus, let alone the Vive. Yeah, I I just don't I see don't, Nintendo. I don't think the NX is going to be able to run these else. things. Like, I just don't see Nintendo being the person that's like, oh fuck, other things are happening. We need to do it too. I, like, they've never really been that company, and I don't know if, like, maybe the passing of Satoru Iwata is really shaking up that company or what, but um, if the NX is now a, like, you know, lost cause for spring of 2017, like, I think I would admit that I'm probably starting to be worried about the project, but I still have faith that Nintendo is going to pull something well. out. It's just, you know... Well, one benefit is if they're um, obviously if they do miss spring, summer of next year, is if they do get it out during Christmas, yeah, you know, they're gonna have bigger Christmas sales. Money, sure. Uh, and I mean, I as long as it looks promising, because I mean, I'm I'm not gonna say it, I don't really want to speculate too much until I see it at E3, right? Other right. Than, you know, my internal wish list for what it is is 
if they could just to bring it kind of all around if they could avoid something like the engineers patch <laughs> release <laughs> for the nx i would rather them figure out the internet nintendo <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, yes. And I think that's on the plate. I think that they really don't want double to dip on your fans. That. If you own an online code on the Wii U, let it transfer. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, like if you own they to be fair though, I want to like Sony you listening cuz like you're at fault here too. Um like yeah and microsoft too they like this generation just was hey we know that you bought tons and tons of xbox live arcade and playstation classics but uh can you buy them again like no fuck you like well playstation classics still are playable on the playstation 4 like the playstation 1 games Yes, having said that, they are not on the PS4, so that's not even worth it. <laughs> like, they don't have any classics like that on the PS4. They don't have a well, classic I mean, like... market yet. Like, the 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 reason is, is because the classic system that works for the PS3 and Vita and PSP, that system doesn't work for the PS4. The PS4 runs a whole separate marketplace, so uh -oh. none of those are on the PS4. So See, they're and therefore like that stupid. would want you to buy a new one if they did ever put that market out. Granted, I'm and sure that, Sony could work it in that like you know they could figure an upgrade system or whatever. But that's the thing is they're like, uh, are, your PS3 works right? Like just keep playing that <laughs> your classics. Like just to point sad. out how stupid Nintendo is with things, um, Nintendo of America did not have Xenoblade Chronicles the the first one, not X available to buy whenever Xenoblade Chronicles X released and was getting all the good press around December. Yeah. And it only recently became available, but by now I'm like, do I want to... I think it's $30. It might actually be even... It might be 20 But even so, do I want... I've already beaten the game, but I kind of want to play it again. I want to give them money for that game, but am I going to... How long am I going to have the Wii U hooked up? I don't know. I I think let's the, say I buy the NX. Is that license going to transfer? Yeah. I I think I think it will because that's the whole thing about the Nintendo account now is that it's supposed to. They finally caught up with Xbox Live from 2004 because uh, <laughs> it's supposed to be just one account now. So like whenever you buy things, like I can see it now on my like uh, you know when I log in on the website, but uh, you know. Is that going to be true? We'll see. Uh, or if it, they just pulled the Sony thing where they're like, yes, you know, all that will transfer if we ever put it onto the new console, you know? So yeah. I think that's the thing is, you know, people are, they're making these new uh, online markets and just not, you know, not loading the old into it, which is a no-brainer you should do that because when i bought my ps4 there were like no games out but killzone and i bought it because that was the only game so it would have been nice to load all my old ps3 you know games that i bought on the marketplace like classics and be able to play those but i wasn't able to so but chris i thought that uh ps3 had no games <laughs> so you just lost <laughs> damn Damn. I think the PlayStation 3 had one of the best libraries of the last generation. 
permanently. I, I think it did, like, in the long yeah, run. It, like, it didn't for, like, a good six years, but... <laughs> no, like, I mean, Valkyria Chronicles was way early in the dev cycle, and that's still one of the best games of the last generation. Uh, White Knight Chronicles was great. Uh, there's so many good PlayStation 3 games that just never got the light of day because it didn't have, like, the zeitgeist of being the winning console to give it that review score bump. Like, Xbox games, like Gears of War, got a bump. Mm -hmm. I feel like because they... Xbox is winning. Everyone's right. going to buy this game. Microsoft's pushing it. If we piss off Microsoft, we're fucked. Right. If we piss off Sony, <laughs> oh well. Yeah. They need us more than we need them. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just so... Consoles have kind of gotten backwards, I think. And I just don't really understand the, uh, like, the whole idea with that, you know? I, f I definitely feel like the days of the console maker working in a special relationship with the developer, like Sega did with Capcom for the Dreamcast. Like, Sega basically sold the Dreamcast hardware in the arcades and it, the dreamcast is basically the arcade cabinet that all of capcom's arcade yeah games were on they were on so yeah. they all instantly came to the dreamcast and there was a synergy there and so many wonderful games came out on the dreamcast because of that right and like i know i know arcades aren't a thing now maybe vr will be the new thing and maybe sony's got its foot in the door with that but like i feel like you need third-party special relationships when you don't own them and i feel like every major developer is like can i buy you now no fuck off yeah yeah well i will say as far as consoles one thing that i had thought of is with with the idea of uh sony and microsoft coming out with a brand new console if that were to happen, I think the only, now I'm starting to think the only way to do it is what we talked about before, kind of like the, what PS4K or whatever you guys said. Yeah, the well, mid-cycle upgrades. Well, uh, yeah, I think that that's the way they'll have to play a new console for it to catch on. Possibly. It's just those... I think we'll still Nintendo. put a sour taste in the like early adopters because I still think that's there should true. be a program that Sony offers that's like trade in your PlayStation Four, and that that's oh, not no. going to happen. Like GameStop, yeah. probably, but GameStop will do that. We and don't have that here in Japan, so like that Nintendo's been getting away there. with that. Uh, I don't mind that so much. It's been several years. Um. My issue is if they do a 32X and a Sega CD. Hey, there's this new thing. Hey, there's this new thing. Oh, and a Sega Saturn. Hey, man, I want to connect, like, my fucking Genesis to my CD and then, like, power grade it into my fucking Saturn and have this just ultimate console buffet <laughs> thing. Like, that was... I always thought that was the coolest thing when I was a kid. Like, all the, like, add-ons you could put into your fucking Genesis. Like... Well, that was the problem. My brother imported the Mega CD from Japan mm -hmm. before it ever came here, back when they said it wasn't coming here. Yeah. And then they region locked things. And before, on cartridges, there had never been a region lock. 
CDs were the first thing that were ever region locked. And the first thing on consoles that was ever region locked was a goddamn Sega CD. Yeah. So my brother spent like $200 back in the day thinking he was going to be forward compatible and playing import titles for a little bit and then playing all the Sega CD games and he got fucked. Yep. It was an entirely different looking thing. The Genesis Sega CD or the Mega CD stacked on top of it and it like doubled the height. Yep. As the Sega CD was on the side. I don't even know why they changed that. Why do you change your design <laughs> model when you like what was going on? It, like if you look back at all those consoles though that came from Japan to America between like 1984 and 1996 like you know or maybe 95 I think the PlayStation was probably the first console that had a like Japan and place uh, Japan and America had like the same console that just different you know yeah. like chipset for PAL and specific regions but like you know like they look the same, but the Famicom, like NES, no, it didn't don't even look, look anywhere near each other. <laughs> to be fair, Japan had about thirty-one versions of the Famicom, upwards of like nineteen or two thousand eight. Like, and Japan yeah. would not let the Famicom go. There's a new Famicom game coming out, like in June <laughs> or in July or something. I'm gonna buy it too because, like, why not? Like, it actually looks kind of cool, but like. <laughs> you know, there there's a new game, and it's like going to retail. Like that's the thing. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah, like I wonder if they still have to pay Nintendo to use those cartridges, though. Like, I that's... feel like they don't. Yeah. <laughs> because there's all those like you know when you go to like an electronics store like Fye or something, there's like that thirty two systems in one comes with forty games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like. Plug it up with audio video cables that your HDTV doesn't even have anymore. Like systems you can buy. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, you know what? Actually, speaking of these old consoles, I, there was a uh, Famitsu is celebrating its 30th anniversary this month. Mm -hmm. and there's they did a survey asking like, what is the most memorable game for like all the consoles, basically, right? And there's just, like, a couple ones that, like, I'm going to ask you what you think the number one is for a specific console, and I'll just, like, give you the answer. So, and I'm not going to go through, like, all of them, per se, but, like, let's be real here, right? Um, just use your head, because, like, the Famicom, what do you think it is? It's Super Mario Brothers. Duh. And the yeah, uh, the Super course. Famicom is Super Mario World. Duh. All right. PlayStation. What do you guys think the number one game is? Uh, I let's see. I mean, I never really played. Oh gosh. Oh, I Final Fantasy VII. Got to go with that. Yeah, Final Fantasy yeah. VII. Okay. Surprisingly to me, Resident Evil is number two, and Final Fantasy IX think... is number three. So hey, I would just like to say that yes. Resident Evil also came out on the Sega Saturn. It was horrible. <laughs> now, in 64, first thing comes to mind. I would say Mario 64. Right? Yeah. Well, actually, it's not. Well, like, Mario uh, 64 Ocarina. is not number one, shockingly. Ocarina? No, Ocarina's three. Donkey Goldeneye? Kong? No. 
Uh, Donkey Kong 7, uh, GoldenEye is number 4, so you guys are knocking Mario this Kart? list out. Mario Kart's number 5. You're, like, slowly making your way farther away from number 1. Uh... Super Smash Brothers. I was about to say, like, okay. the, the only thing left is Smash Brothers, but, like, I guess in Japan, Smash Brothers was bigger than it was here, because in 64, Smash Brothers was not that big over here. Now, this one shocked me. Dreamcast. <sighs> Sonic uh... Adventure. Sonic Adventure is number four. Um... Wait, wait, wait. I gotta put myself in Japan. Jet Grind Radio? Jet Grind Radio is number nine. Damn it. I was I was just hoping that was number one. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna do a two and one because I'm 50-50. Okay. Shinmu, Fantasy Star Online. Shinmu is number two, Fantasy Star Online, number one. Okay. Wow. That fucking blew my that mind. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was like, holy shit. Like, cause I was reading the list like 10 to 1, and I was like, Sonic Adventure, I was like, oh, Sonic Adventure number four, duh, Sonic Adventure 2 is number one. And then, like, I'm it was sorry. like, Shenmue, and I was like, alright, and then it was like, Fanstar, I was like, whoa, like, that caught me off fucking guard. I'm shocked that Shenmue made it, because it came so late in the dev cycle for the Dreamcast. Like, yeah. But it, it came out in Japan a lot earlier than it came out here, right. so. Yeah, that, that really shocked me. I mean, like, going through the rest of the list, they're pretty standard, like, Smash Bros. Well, Melee is... Huh? Was Soul Calibur on there? That was a yes. Uh, on, uh, Soul Calibur was uh, number Game ten Spot. for the Dreamcast. Okay, because that was a perfect ten on GameSpot, and I was like, well, if a perfect ten doesn't make it on there, yeah, because it for the Dreamcast, it's Soul Calibur, Jet Set Radio, Sakura Tyson Four, Sakura Tyson, uh, Crazy Taxi, Atsumata Gurugurus Onsen is number five, Sonic Adventure Four, uh, Sakura Tyson Three is number three, Shinmu, and then PSO. Oh my god, Crazy Damn. Taxi. I yeah. would kill for a multiplayer Crazy Taxi. Oh yeah. man, that would be oh fun. Oh. Oh. Kickstarter? Like somebody. Like Sega. You know, Sega Did anyone play Burnout Paradise? Yeah. Didn't like, didn't GameSpot give that like an like an almost ten? Like yeah. it's like a nine. Like that something? game was amazing. But like if you do Crazy Taxi and Burnout Paradise style where we could play with people. Oh god, that'd be so fun. Sega, listen to us. Like granted yeah, uh I think Sega's wait, in wait, this. Wait, never mind. If you... Sega doesn't want to make money. Yes. Well, no, because they're not Capcom. Yeah. Wait. Capcom Sega's... makes money. They just Or Konami. Money in the right way. Sega just intentionally loses money. Like, I think uh S you know, like, let's wait for E3, because I think Sega's gonna announce, like, a cool new Sonic game that may actually be good. <laughs> I don't care about Sonic anymore. I want fucking Shining Force. I have an idea if Sega wants to lose money. The new Jet Set Radio. Because only fans <laughs> are gonna buy it. <laughs> but I want them to just put the... I want that more than anything. I just want <laughs> the know, HD port... sprays. Yeah, I just want an HD port of uh, Future. Like, give me that. Yeah, I agree. Future was so freaking good. It's I just... like Future more. I, I honestly. Yeah, you have to buy that, like, old little, like, CD. You have that, to, like, like, buy an original copy of it because, the, yeah. like, they ported it to, like, one of those, like, dual discs that ran Sega GT 2002. That's, that's how I got it originally. And because it was on this, like, disc that came with Sega GT, which just seemed like a shitty demo game. Oh, it's kind of fun. 
Oh, like really? Well, I didn't think much of it at the time because, and then there were just all kinds of just demos. Yeah, there were demos and stuff. So, and Jet Set Radio's on there. I thought I didn't take Jet Set Radio seriously as a game. I just thought it was some. It's a, but, it's a lifestyle, oh my God. man. I fucking oh, love yeah. it. It's that's. I'll tell you what. That's one reason why Over Overwatch gets me a little bit is uh, Lucio's basically beat. Yep. It's um. <laughs> and I would say oh, that. Uh, I think this year is a anniversary year for Jet Set Radio in some way. I can't remember if it's a, a, an anniversary for Future or for the original game. Um, but there's a big online community, like the speedrun community, definitely wants there to be an HD port of Future. And oh, like, I would love to speedrun that. Yeah, like Sega likes their speedrunners, so who knows? I think there's even a. Like, it's supposed to be, like, a full weekend stream of just Jet Set Radio or, like, a full 24-hour stream or something that I think Trihex is trying to get together because he speedruns Jet Set Radio. So, uh, and he's been on a big push for future HD. So, like, he's a pretty fucking big person. So, like, I would hope that Sega looks at him and says, you know what? This is a way for us to advertise this fucking game and, like, you know, do something like that. But Well, and then, if they had that and it was accessible, I could easily tell people to go buy it. Right. Because everyone should play that game. Right. It is... Oh, it's just... I mean, if Fantasy Star Online 2 can be a thing, like... I think anything's possible for Sega right now. The way I see it, franchises that Sega intends on ever making a game about again were included in Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing or Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing Transformed. And Shining Force, Fantasy Star, and Jet Set Radio had no love. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Which, speaking of Shining Force... Because you keep the IP alive if you care about it. Yeah. Uh, What'd you say? Shining Force was number two on the Sega Mega Drive. Fuck yes. So, and granted, oh. the only thing above it was Sonic the Hedgehog. So, you know, Shining Force, such a good series. Like fuck Fire Emblem. I've tried liking Fire Emblem. If you liked cutting yourself when you were a teenager, go play Fire Emblem. <laughs> oh my if God. you're grown up, play Shining Force. <laughs> you don't have time for that. I will say that the only other thing I was shocked by was the Nintendo 3DS. Number one game. And you have to think, this is Japan that we live in, or that I live in, that this magazine's coming out in. Number one for the 3DS. Monster Hunter. Yeah, some kind of Monster Hunter. You would think, right? Animal Crossing. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, but still, I was kind of like, oh, like, I'm pleasantly surprised because there's, like, four Monster Hunter things on the list. It's just, you know, Animal Crossing. No, keep on going. I like this game. Yeah, Um, about the Saturn the Saturn, I can I'm give you the Saturn. I love the Saturn. We'll do two more. We'll do Saturn and another one. Uh, Saturn. Well, you have to think too. This is uh, Japan. Um, right. If you can guess anything in the top five, I'd be surprised. Oh uh, shit! Maybe uh, not. Virtual yeah. Fighter. Oh, okay, you got there. You go. Virtual Fighter is at number three. Okay. Uh, and shit. Virtual Fighter, Fighter Two is number two. So. I was about to say, when did Virtual Fighter Two come out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I assume none of my favorites are going to be on there, but... Uh, uh, one of them Clever is. Knight? No. Damn it, that was Grandia. such a fun game. Grandia's on there. Guardian Heroes. 
Guardian Heroes is on there. Number Dragon nine. Force. No Shining Force. Dragon Force in it. No, no Dragon Force. No. Uh, you guys are I missing like, like the most obvious Saturn game. I'm uh, Casper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that did really well in Japan, I heard. What was that? Like backyard wrestling. <laughs> yeah. I just remember that game because my cousin had that big stupid fucking case of backyard wrestling for the Saturn. Wait, 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 wait. Um, um, Radiant Silver Gun? No. Ooh. Uh, games I wanted to import slash did. Uh, I would say it's not daytime, but it might be... Nights. There you go. I thought Corey said. Oh, nights. I figured. I figured Corey what? said night. Yeah, nights is nights is number seven. I. Um, was it Sakura Wars? Uh, Sakura Tyson's all over that one. So. Okay. Yeah, which apparently I need to check out that series because, like, I don't. There's a Wii one that's really good. Yeah. I think it was only released in Europe, though. What an odd. For English audiences. Because Nintendo of America hates people. <laughs> uh, okay, so last one I'll do is uh, one. Of, we'll do a recent one. The Wii U. What do you think the number one title? Oh, and I'll God. say the number one title is like by a significant margin. Did uh, like whatever Mario game came out for it, like the Galaxy or two something. I'll say there I are three Mario titles, the but they are six, oh, seven, God. and nine. So Mario Maker at six, Mario Kart eight at seven, and uh, Xenoblade. That's it, actually. Xenoblade is number four. Okay, it's on Monster there. Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter, new. <laughs> that no, no, they didn't make one for the Wii U because it didn't sell well enough. They ported uh three to it. Okay. Without yeah. That. Um. Wow, I really don't know my Wii U games. Yeah, it's, um, it's a really Splatoon. weird list. Splatoon. Splatoon is number one. 556 yeah. of the votes compared to number two, Dragon Quest X at 168. Which isn't fucking here. Yeah, I played it though, because guess what? I live in Japan. It's alright. <laughs> it's okay. It's Dragon Quest. I like Dragon Anything Quest. Anything that's the console MMO, I feel like, isn't going to live up to PC MMO standards. Uh, it's there, I think. Uh, just because, like, with the Wii U tablet, it's just like having the, like, crossbar. It, I think it works really nicely. Um, Bayonetta 2 is number 3. Okay, yeah, I definitely get that. Yeah, and then, uh, uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions Sharp FEU is number 5. What the fuck is that? That's the uh, Shin Megami Tensei Fire oh, Emblem okay. game, which if you okay. take Tokyo Mirage Sessions, spin it backwards, it's SMT. Shin Megami I, Tensei. I like it when we do classic consoles. Let's go back. <laughs> well, the all the yeah, seriously, rest like of the classic stuff is like pretty, pretty basic. Just I, you know what I will say though, and I'll I'll go out on this on this list. Game Boy Advance actually has Mega Man Battle Network. So, take that. No other list has Mega Man. So, <laughs> yeah, my my wow, boy. Wow, I'm shocked that Mega Man doesn't make it. Yeah, it didn't make it on anything, but the Game I'm, Boy I'm Advance. I'm assuming a Pokemon game made it. 
to the top. Every Pokemon yeah. game is listed. <laughs> like, like completely, like, like Game Boy is like Pokemon Yellow, Pokemon Red and Blue, or uh, Green, and then Gold and Silver, like, are all on that list. And then the Game Boy Advance has Emerald, and then uh, separately it has Ruby, Sapphire, and then... Uh, like yeah all like all, actually the ds i don't think diamond and pearl made it um which are uh, honestly my favorite one no diamond yeah. and pearls on there and hard Girls, yeah so every pokemon game that has been made in the main series was on this list <laughs> so excited like diamond and pearl as well yeah diamond and, oh my gosh man and that's Actually, i'm so pumped for the because they're the next remakes so oh shit so Dude. pumped that's actually the most recent Pokemon game I played was, and that was when you got me into it. Oh, it's so good. Oh, that was, dude. See, I liked Emerald. I hated Ruby Sapphire. Because I, I used to play Game Boy Advance games on an emulator, so, like, I played Ruby Sapphire, and then I got a Game Boy SP, and I got Emerald. And Emerald was so much better. Emerald is still the only... Uh main version i completely just do not own like i have every single i have green version even like i sold it for 55 dollars. it's damn expensive yeah i i need to get it i think i'll just buy a japanese copy just because like they're dirt cheap here but um yeah I, that's the only game i just because i hated ruby sapphire when i was a kid so i just didn't buy emerald and that was the only time i did and then uh when diamond and pearl came out like i was really big in diamond and pearl because like I, they won me back finally so like the those games i think are the the best ones platinum is my favorite version period i definitely think that there's a lot more merit to the third in a series like emerald uh any time that they, they can bind all the legendaries like yellow obviously is one of the better ones ever made i really yeah. wish they i really wish they had gone more in that vein or like would do like a remake just like uh i mean they they put it on virtual console that's as close we're gonna well i mean like still silver i would give it to that was close i'm, I'm just saying like get all three starters that is such a unique concept yeah yeah i mean they're making it well i mean in more recent games they've just kind of given you like older starters so you get like you do get multiple starters yeah, yeah. it's just they're You'll not get one every, of each you know, yeah you get like one of every generation basically but um but yeah with like the advancements and like the wonder trade and stuff it's pretty easy just to get them from like the beginning of the game but it's you know, funny they're how not just giving white... to you it's funny how black and white two seem like a money grab, but if they just done like Pokemon Gray, I think a lot of people would have been happy and yeah. expected it. I, I think that uh, Sun and Moon are the black and white two of X and Y. They're just not like talking about that yet, because um, there's still a lot of stuff we need to go back for X and Y. Like we, they haven't even fleshed out the. Uh, like Volcanion story, they haven't done Zygarde at all. Like, there's a lot of stuff to go back to X and Y for, and it just don't, you know, I don't see them just skipping it. So, um, but yeah, so I'm pretty hyped for this generation. Although, the Rotom, if you remember that Pokemon from Gen 4, yeah, it's your fucking Pokedex now. 
Like he possesses your Pokedex. There's Rotom. He was the little. He's like an electric Pokemon. Yeah, he was a little ghost electric like, dude that he, like. He's could... like forty forms. No, he had like oh, five, but yeah, he could be like a refrigerator. Like. Yeah, I remember that guy. That he... was a. Uh, that was Diamond and Pearl, right? Yeah, he's he's okay. your Pokedex now. Like he possesses oh. your Pokedex. So that when I saw that last night, I was like, Gen Four. Like they're they're already starting that Gen Four hype train, and so I'm so pumped for a Gen Four remake. But that would be nice. Yeah. Uh, and I'll say I'm as someone who hasn't played Pokemon since the original Diamond and Pearl. I never played the Platinum. whatever. You should try it. like Platinum if you like Diamond and Pearl. Like it's just a darker I'll Diamond just, and Pearl. I mean, hell, I'm just I'm I'll, I'm gonna buy the remakes. Probably. Yeah. But as but as someone who hasn't played Pokemon since then, I just I can't wait to get back into it with Sun and Moon. Yeah, I. Um. Gosh, you should you should play uh, TCG again, man. Go to Nats like we did that one year. Yeah, that was so fun. Like that was. That was granted, so bad. I just fucking uh, like all last week. That's why I didn't really play many games. I played some Planetary Annihilation, so. And it's okay. It's it's okay. I like it for the, what it is, but... Um, I've been playing a ridiculous amount of StarCraft 2 co-op mode. Chris, we have to play that. Yeah. But I've been, uh, like, grinding out games for the TCG to get ready for the Mega Battle this last weekend, and I qualified for the Climax stage. Unfortunately, I was too late for Top 32 because they had already cut for it. Um, <laughs> the format's so weird and different, but I, I think I'm... I haven't done enough research into it yet, but I think I'm the only American to do that so far. Like, ever. Nice. Yeah. Like, I, granted, I know that, like, that's one of those things that it's like, like in sports where they're like, this is the first quarterback that wore the number 35.4 um, who wore blue shoestrings to win three games as a starting quarterback for the Oakland Raiders. And it's like, you know, like where they just make this category and, you know, where it's like, yes, of course, he's the only person to do that. Um, <laughs> but I know I know of a lot of uh, like West or Eastern Western Western people, I guess. Yeah. Western hemisphere um, who have come and tried to compete and they don't make it out of stage two uh, in which climax stage is the fourth and final stage. And I need to look into it because I would like to see how other people progress to the tournament. Um, but yeah, like right now, I'm the only one that I know of. Um, and I'm, I'm sure there probably is somebody before me, but like I haven't seen that yet. And I've done a lot of research. I've always tried to look into like the battle festas and mega battles just to see how um, they are because their format of play is so radically different from anything else I've ever played in before. Um, but I, I'll go into that another time. Like that, it, it was so fun and different that like, you know, I could go at length, but yeah, I, I did that. So um, it's kind of neat, nifty, but everybody should play TCG. If, if you're looking for Pokemon, it's TCG, man. TCG is where it's at competitive video game no none of my friends ever like actually have a competitive in-game team yeah i have friends now that's because like i've been 
in the TCG game for so long that like a lot of my friends have like decided to leave for the video game, and I've got those friends. But yeah, it's I don't know. Like I... there's Pokémon now, and it's supported. So I oh, think man. if I was to play a video game that's yeah. Pokémon competitively, I'd probably just play Pokémon. Do you have Pokémon yet? No, not yet. Okay, because I have to import it and like just buy it from the eShop. I want a physical copy. I know you do. Cause and it's like with my my Pokemon need like if I want to play it I'll just go to Fukuoka and play in the arcade. Yeah. Which I'm going to do on Monday. So. But yeah, uh, I think that's gonna do it for us this week. Um, and we'll have a new episode. This episode should be going up in the next couple hours, and then we'll have another episode ready back Wednesday. Uh planning like hopefully everything goes well and we can record this weekend so sorry for the yeah. little delay guys um but the mega battle and uh holiday weekend kind of put everything on hold so um, don't forget your e3 wish list yes uh we will be talking pretty much like all e3 in this next show so uh e3 wish list will be ready uh have yours ready to go to compare and we'll we'll, we'll discuss it so uh, 4-3-M-A-T-I. I'm Chris. I'm Corey. I'm Chad. No, he's not. Don't listen. He's a fucking liar. That is Chad? <laughs> I'm Chad? <laughs> Dude, you're a country. not all you can find us on twitter at 3mati podcast that's the number 3mati podcast keep up to date with us and all your gaming news there not only that you can find us on soundcloud at soundcloud.com slash 3mati that's the number 3mati you kind of see where branding's going right and you can find us on itunes so go on ahead hit that subscribe button follow us in the future and we'll see you in the next episode You are Africa. Okay, two days ago, picture of the Chad banner in an airport. Yes, I know. It popped, it popped up on my feed. <laughs> what do you know? Dude, that was at an airport. That was at the uh, World Expo in Shanghai. Okay, but whatever. <laughs> you were in some ching ching place. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Now the show's over, sort of. Uh, I'm at work. I'm walking by an office. Well, Corey, have you seen Arrow at all? Uh, a little bit. Okay, so you'll kind of get this. I'm walking by. I it, the door's closed. I just hear a patient yell, "You failed that pussy." <laughs>
I pause. I'm like, can I go in and just ask what the fuck is that? Overwatch sucks.